This episode of Sexy Marriage Radio is brought to you by the new book, Naked Marriage. Although it's not really new, it's been out for a year or two. But Naked Marriage, Uncovering Who You Are and Who You Can Be Together, is available now. If you like what Sexy Marriage Radio is talking about and the messages that we share, pick up your copy today at simplemarriage.net. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Well, a direct shout out to the Sexy Marriage Nation for the feedback that we have been receiving from Sexy Marriage Radio 3.0. Oh, I'm going to say a personal thank you to everybody for making me feel welcome. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's just go right there because this is one that just came in. Um, it says, hey, Corey and Pam, I just heard the 3.0 format change announcement episode, and I wanted to write and say I'm excited to see where this goes. As a podcaster and YouTuber myself, I understand how hard it could be to get two episodes a week out, so thanks for all you're doing. I've been listening for three years now, and I look forward to every episode. I found your show looking for some insight on how to get my wife to open up more and meet my own needs better. And after listening a while, your show helped me reframe that in mind. I can't say we solved all our issues, but I certainly have a better understanding as a husband because of your work. That's, and that's been a great first step. It's not the advice that I came looking for, but it's the advice I see I need now. So thank you and Shannon for that. And I'm really looking forward to see where things go from here on SMR 3.0. I love that you've added Pam to the show. You two have a great dynamic, and her viewpoint really helps bring the point to my level. Can you just go back and rehash all of your previous topics with her? That'd be great. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here's another 350 episodes. Here we go. We have plenty to talk about. So if you want to know what we've been talking about, um, or you like what we've been talking about, um, we ask you to let us know. And you can do that either via a voicemail line, 214-702-9565, or, as always, the feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, which is an email inbox that we get all kinds of emails. So there's are praises, questions, comments, topics that help us climb, uh, help us know what we need to be talking about. Yeah. I, I just have to say one thing on his, what, he, what he's pulling from it, mm-hmm. that it's not the advice that he was looking for when he came to the show. Right. And how many times in life do we get slapped with that in that... We're going into something, mm-hmm. looking for something to support our point of view, and then we walk out on the other side saying, oh, that wasn't what I needed, <laughs> but look how much better I am for it. Right, Because exactly. he kept an open mind on on what yeah. it is, what what's the nugget of gold that really needs to be pulled from And he's this. not alone in that. We have a lot of emails that are yeah. like that, that say, this isn't what I was expecting because I was trying to find information to change my spouse, and then I discovered I got to change me. And that's what Sexy Marriage Radio is all about. That's what the Sexy Marriage Nation yeah. is fast growing to reach more people with that message. And we need your help. We want your help. I asked for it. Jump on iTunes, uh, rate and review the shows. Jump yeah. on YouTube, um, leave comments and rate the, sh- the shows there because now they're all in video as well. And if you want to be a member of the Academy... Um, you get to see behind-the-scenes videos, too. So it's not just the content we put on YouTube. It's also what goes on before the show and what goes on after the show when we hit record. <laughs> My wife is laughing right now, so let's just he move right on. He never tells me when he hits record. That's right. It's always it's a <laughs> surprise. So this is a, 
another thing just to lead right into with the topic where we'll be heading today, Pam, Okay. Um, is the whole concept of um, how do we enhance our sex lives or recharge or restart our sex life. Okay. And so there's two emails I want to pull from to help frame this conversation. And we're going to eventually end up into the whole realm of confidence and sex toys. Okay. <laughs> okay. So right, here's, here's, here's where we're heading. So this says, hi, Corey. I've been listening for about six weeks, binge listening to many shows. My husband and I have been married for 20 years, and much of it's been sexless. So this is from the wife. She decided a few months ago, I had, it's time to make a decision. So after some research and trying to understand my husband's ED issues, which were not physical, she came to the conclusion to take responsibility for her part and to turn things around. She resolved to do her best and stop being angry, stop playing the victim, stop feeling sorry and so sad. So she's trying to put the past behind her, acting more sexy, dressing more sexy, making time. She's the higher desire in the relationship, and he's much more sensitive. So in the past, when she tried to discuss love life, it didn't, she didn't communicate well. He would feel this, as a, this wasn't a safe place and only felt pressure. So anyway, with my paradigm shift and the help of Viagra, we seem to have made a huge change for the better. With the help of your radio show, I now believe we can not only get back to having sex a few times a week, but our sex life can be the best it's ever been. Here's the question. I want to help him with his confidence, but I also want to let him know I'd like to have more orgasms. I'm very sensitive physically, and I enjoy all of it, even if I'm not climaxing, although he thinks that I am. If he asks, I'll be honest, but he assumes. I want to bring it up without breaking the momentum we've created and without hurting the confidence he's building as we're only six weeks into this change. Should I just wait for a while? Mm, good question. So she's faking. Um, faking the orgasm? No. no, I don't read it as you that. You don't read it as that? I think he reads it as her enjoyment, since she's saying she's sensitive in this area, okay. that she does get a lot of pleasure out of it. He reads it as she's getting an orgasm, or she's at least getting enough out of it to make it to where gotcha. she's satisfied. Okay, okay, I get that. And so... What she's saying, I, I hear in the question is, I'm not completely, even though I do enjoy this, and this is the continuum that we can hear as a partner, we can hear the other extreme of this of, well, if it's not 100%, then that means it's zero. Yeah, that's right. not that's not. We get reactive the case. like that, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. And so... Maybe when we're defensive or insecure about things, and which this is, is an area. <laughs> this is an area where he is insecure, or he feels pressured, or he does not have the confidence. And so she's seeing the boosts that are happening now. How do I bring up, you know what? I'd like a little more. I'd like a little more uh, focus on me. I'd like a little more uh, me being the main event, or orgasm equality, or something to help it, it just further enhance my pleasure in this. And so how do you bring this up? When you're talking to a guy who thinks, from what she's her read is, everything's okay, everything's good. It's hey, we're having it. This is good. Well, I guess my first question is going to be, do you want to? Do you want to? The six weeks has been great, and so kudos to her yes. for what she's been doing, the way she's been framing things to really turn the corner. I mm -hmm. mean, and she's she's brought this on to really turn the corner and make things better yep and and figure this out so now the question is can this momentum keep up if if she's stuck there 
and not again saying what she is looking for if she's looking for more of this excitement more orgasm how long if you're gonna wait how long would you wait because then she would start getting a frustration wouldn't she and that's the dilemma that she she that's her crucible if you will of how do i bring this up versus not rock the boat uh, well, I think you just got to rock the boat. It's just how do you rock the boat? Right. I think you just rock it well or, or as smoothly as possible. And so a lot of this comes down to how do you frame the conversation? How do you bring it up? Not in the heat of things, not in um, when there's a lot of tension necessarily, but when there's a natural way to bring a segue into our sex life. And maybe, it, maybe you frame it as look at how far we've come. Yeah. Look at what we've accomplished. Look at how things have changed. I'm seeing you in a completely different light. I see me in a completely different light. And I kind of set the stage because it's all true. And then I say, but I still got more. I still have further I want to go. And here's here's how. Here's where. Here's So provide the solutions. Right. If she knows what it might take to get her to orgasm. Mm-hmm. Provide that solution. And mm-hmm. here's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. It's maybe it's a little more finger from you at, at XYZ time. Right. Or it's a little more um, focused time on my genitalia and clitoris before we start sex. Maybe I want to come first and, and I want you to bring me to that or help me bring, help bring me to that tongue, digital, whatever. And then, then it's your turn. You know, so there's a lot of different variables. And so... You can bring it up through a conversation. You can also bring it up in the midst of it with some subtle clues, some subtle hints, mm-hmm. some, he, you know, sex is unfolding and you kind of get the sense that he's into it, you're into it. So start masturbating a little bit with him, Not ma- st- stimulating your own climit, cl- uh, clitoris with there him. There you go. I- I'm fumbling all over that. I don't even know why I'm fumbling all over the words there, but it's just try to, you know, maybe get more involved. And, and when he can, maybe he'll notice it and you go, what's going on? And he's like, I just want, I want more focus too. It, I wanted to enhance some things. I wanted to see what else could be. And, and you kind of look at it as a, I'm curious, I'm interested in more. Um, so it's, I like what you're bringing of, of Pam, if you're coming, bringing a solution or alternatives and options rather than just announcing a problem. Now you got to fix it. Right. Well, that might be a confidence issue in him and that he's not really sure how to bring her to where he wants to bring her. It might be. It, I, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming yep. something here, but... It, yeah, you know, that, that might very well be because this is something that... Um, I mean, I got, I got a guest that'll be coming up on a, on a future episode, uh, Dr. Laura Mintz, that uh, she has written a book called Becoming Cliterate. And it's, Love that title. It's all about <laughs> orgasm in the orgasm inequality in our world, and how men have far more orgasms than women when it comes to sex. Okay. And so her whole focus is we've got to bring that inequality, that difference, that disparity closer together. So is the book just a more of an understanding of how it works? Uh, or you'll talk more tuned. about it. Stay tuned. Stay tuned okay. to Sexy Marriage Radio, and you will find uh, all your answers and more in coming episodes. A future Thursday episode. <laughs> exactly. So, but it is one of those that it's there. We we get a lot of emails that are like this: of how do I bring this up without breaking, without risking breaking the momentum? And the reality is, I can't. 
I'm going to risk breaking the momentum. But I hope you could see handling that better on both sides is nothing but a big, huge confidence boost. True. Because you look at it as, wait, look at how we've already come this far. And that was from some honest conversations, some pointed statements. Something is usually what brings about these changes in a system. Now, when I bring that and even in more forthcoming with it, and we handle it better, or even if we don't in the moment, but we recover shortly thereafter, and shortly thereafter could mean a couple of days, and we can and we pick up the conversation again. It shows I, you you can get past it. I see that as wait, we're growing, we're evolving, we're in, we're improving in this. Yeah, and that's one of those things to recognize. That's how confidence is is born. Is it's in the fire, and it's mm-hmm. and it's proving ourselves out. Yeah, and, and so I think that's. A great email, but then that leads to the other end of the spectrum to a degree. So let me, I'll fill you in. I see some confused looks on your face. Okay. So here we go. I've been married for seven years, no kids. And like any marriage, we started out strong with our sex life. Five years in, we had some uh, tough times. And during that time, she admittedly purchased a rabbit vibrator. This rocked my world, and I felt like she was cheating on me. This tough time lasted for a year, and we didn't have sex at all. We're on a better track now. But the sex has not come, and like, come, like, come back like before. It now, it's now once a month or two, and I've told her my feelings of how important I feel sex is to a good marriage, the frequency I would like, and my feelings of insecurity of her vibrator. Note, the fact that this type of vibrator resembles a man and actually penetrates is what really kills me. I know she uses the vibrator weekly. I still have a deep insecurity about her using it, but I've also now become mad and resentful as she knows I want sex weekly, don't get it, yet she is doing this herself. I understand everyone may masturbate, but I also would like to be made it clear with my wife that I want, if she wants more sex, I want to be the one who satisfies her. I like like I have with her. I would save it for her. Her use of the vibrator seems to satisfy her enough while I'm raging almost daily for her. What are your thoughts on the situation of using a vibrator's various types within a marriage? Well, this is an interesting topic. Mm-hmm. So first, let's do a little history. All right, bring it. Before we go back to answering this question, because this is a, I like how pointed this question is, because this is one of those things that in the, in the history of Sexy Marriage Radio... Our conversations on sex toys and the use of them in marriage has always been, if both people are on board, go for it. Right. That's, that's largely been it, as long as it's steering towards the marriage and it's not secret. Right, right. So, well, let's go back even further, because do you even know, my lovely wife, Pam, when vibrators were crea- invented? I, I have no clue. <laughs> they were actually invented in the 1880s was the first electric-powered vibrator. Before that, there was even vibrators that were steam-powered or (laughs) (laughs) water-powered. Yeah, and the reason is... That just sounds like it can be some danger. There's a lot of heat there. But here's they weren't uh, (laughs) personal pleasure devices. They were medical devices. Is that right? Because in the Victorian age, um, a woman's... It, it was thought a woman's orgasm was thought to be um, not not good for her, and so she was actually told, "Don't, you're not supposed to orgasm. It's, okay. You're not supposed to get anything off. The, it was a, it's a bad thing." So now all of a sudden you get a lot of sexually frustrated women, right? Which okay, okay, because 
the women in the 1800s were still sexual beings. So it, it, yeah. but it was, it, I the, mean, that's just nature. The continuum Natural. shifted way to the male side where orgasm was just for him. So this was in a specific culture. Yes. Okay. I'm well, in the, in the modern world of what it was then. Yes. yes. Okay. okay. So you're talking about the industrialized worlds that this is going on. Um, so th- all of a sudden now women started being diagnosed with this condition that they were calling it hysteria. Okay. Which they were calling, der- terming them crazy, and I'm not sure which doctor it was that named this uh, condition, quote unquote. But one of the doctors also found the cure for a woman's hysteria, which was give her an orgasm. So they would come in <laughs> to a medical procedure, okay. whereby a doctor would provide an orgasm to his patient. With his fingers. I, I got no words for this. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. Obviously, when word spread that the women that were enjoying said orgasm, which women tend to enjoy said orgasms, um, more and more women wanted to come for this procedure. So one doctor created a vibrator because his hands kept cramping. Okay. That's how the vibrator came in to be. Okay. <laughs> and this wasn't from Wikipedia, right? <laughs> oh, no, this is from several sources, including Dr. Mintz's book, Becoming Clitorate. Uh, but um, yeah, there's, there's several. I mean, just Google. And, uh, there's so just many Just Google t- invention that- of the vibrator, and you find a ton of, of reputable sources that talk about this. There's so many things in life that... In hindsight, you think, what were people thinking? Uh-huh. Okay. But it's one of those... So here's some little trivia for you, too. The vibrator was actually the fifth appliance to be electrified. Fifth? The fifth. After the sewing machine, the fan, the tea kettle, and the toaster came the vibrator. This was even before the iron in the skillet was electrified. <laughs> <laughs> and let's go one more. It was actually advertised in Sears catalogs. Oh. When it first came out. Okay. As awesome. just yeah, as so that's when they became battery powered and they could be mass produced. And then porn came along and started using it and that changed the connotation of it completely because up until that point it was not associated, quote unquote, with just that. It was also a massager. Okay. So, okay, well, thank you for that history lesson. Now yeah, let's now get back on to the to now the, back to the future to, or the to present. Bill's email. Um so Here's the, here's the issue, is what, what I'm hearing in this is his reaction to it initially has really hurt both of them. Okay. Because tell me if I'm wrong, Pam. As a woman, if your husband, i.e. me, reacted to um, your orgasm and seeking therein uh, of as... Wow, hold on. You're doing that without me, you know, and I shut down and it's a huge hit and I don't recover well. Wouldn't you think there's going to be more tendency of, okay, I'm not bringing this to you as much. I'm going to keep it secret. Yeah, I could certainly see where that would come into play. I I can certainly see that. Um, Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not going to trust 
in various areas, mm-hmm. what is re- what the reaction of my spouse is going to be if that's how that topic was addressed? Yeah, because this is this is one of those things that, and I can understand how um, husbands can view toys as a threat because if you look at, I mean, CovenantSpice.com is one of the sponsors of Sexy Marriage Radio. Yeah. So if you go to her site, you're going to see a vast array of options and devices and various shapes and sizes and everything. And I, and I got to give Leal credit in that she doesn't go raunchy in the sense of, whoa, 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 that's way too close. I mean, it's all, she has it all geared towards the relationship. It's a, it's an enhancement of that aspect of your relationship, not just solo. Right. It, well, and I got to say, just even from, I mean, because we sell some of Leal's products. We have them at the getaway mm-hmm. every year. Yes, we do. And um, from sitting behind the table and, and, you know, just helping sell the product to people that are at the at the getaway, it's really been kind of fun to see the two of them. S- some people are more open and asking questions mm-hmm. and some are kind of whispering to each other. But it's kind of fun to watch some of them either get excited or just get out of their their yeah, get out of their comfort boundaries zone out of their yep. comfort zone and they're talking about that together and excited about well how can we use this how right. can we make things more fun but that's certainly the scenario that you've talked about in the past with on on episodes of when you're talking about introducing things like this into the marriage you you want to have both parties either willing or it, you you got to be communicating about that right. and and being both willing for that. Right. When you're when you are doing something on your own and you know that it is not something your spouse is on board with. Mm-hmm. Certainly that causes a problem because right. you're not on the same page at all. Right. So now all of a sudden with this email, we're talking about this is not just a sex issue. This is a relationship issue. Certainly. And so yeah. this is how do you make sure you're enhancing the other aspects of your of your marriage, the friendship, the camaraderie, the partnership, the running a household. I mean, they don't have children, so they're not parenting together. Um, but you, you do still have the interactions of how do we coexist? How do we live? How do we meet the needs of what we've creating and are creating? Um, so you enhance some of that because that's what you can use as uh, incentive and momentum for increasing this other aspect of your life, which is your sex life. So then the other thing that my thought is, Bill, um, for the email, and thank you for sending this to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, um, you introduce more and more, it's not either or for her necessarily, can you see how you could maybe grow your confidence in, you know what, honey, if during sex you're looking for your orgasm more and a vibrator gets you there easier than I do, what if we both go at it? What if we, what if you use both of us? And, yeah. and what if, and this is you mustering some confidence and some courage to lean into this, because this is where a lot of times men can see this as a threat. And I think a lot of the reason, quick history lesson again real quick, is why um, men can see this as a threat is from the very first time, as most men were in the locker room as middle schoolers, because that's when you start changing in front of each other. And for sure in high school, 
And I don't know what schools are like for our kids today, but I still vividly remember if you were going to shower in high school, there's no stalls for showers. There's just nozzles. So you're standing in front of everybody. Guys are just out there. And you're always, to this day, comparing. We're always checking. Sure. What's penis size? How do I compare and stack up against him? And the one, there's two facts that we need to clarify just to help the sexy marriage nation and the men therein. Okay. One, if you're looking at another man's package from the side and you compare that to yours from above, yours always is going to look smaller. Ah, that's a good point. Perspective. It's just perspective and architecture. Things from an aerial view always look different than from a side. Okay. So one... We always are like, wait, when I look down, I don't look anything like that. And it could be maybe he is a half a centimeter bigger than you, but it looks magnified when you're doing your own comparison. So recognizing that and then also recognizing that there's new research that came out a couple years back that the average size or the average length of a male's penis when limp is 3.6 inches. Okay, what about when erect? When erect, it's 5.2 inches. Okay. Only one in a hundred men are seven inches or longer when erect, which is if you were raised with porn, that's what you see, hmm. is these guys with larger penises. And so then we, we sit there and go, wait... That's no, you know, and so now all of a sudden we can have this whole insecurity as men about, am I big enough? Am I satisfying them? And if I was raised with my sex education coming from porn, then I will often be going, well, it looks like she's enjoying it a whole lot more than my wife looks like she's enjoying it when we're having sex. So it must be size. Okay. So if he's got a concern about size. So if he's got a concern about size, if she wants to introduce toys... In that feeding right into a possible insecurity. Absolutely. But there's one thing you have to recognize. If a wife wants to use sex toys to help her because clitoral stimulation is the, the most reliable path to, inter, to, to orgasm for her, intercourse alone will not satisfy it, generally speaking. Yeah. Because there has to be clitoral stimulation for the most reliable source. Well... If she wants that um, involved and you want that involved for her, that means you got, you got to have digits or an aid if you're doing it during sex. So a okay. vibrator, yeah. I mean, in a, and I can see how these can be threats. I mean, my penis can never pulsate or vibrate or spin like some of the toys can. <laughs> There's just no way. It's just not going to happen. So instead, how do I challenge myself? And I start to see it as, you know what? One of my goals is, is I want my wife to get as much pleasure out of this endeavor that we get to do together as I do. But let's make sure that we're on the same page here. I mean, I certainly, you know, I go back to, to both of them. I mean, it might be a confidence thing for him. It might be how he approaches it and that he needs to approach things on a, I risk saying on a more grown up level, mm-hmm. um, with his wife, 
but I would hope that she would also in the same vein, um, honor and respect where he's coming from too. Yes. This is a two sided equation. This is not, he's the one that emailed us, but it's, it's also recognizing she's got to come to grips with, okay, hold on. If my vibrator is that important and I'm using it to the exclusion of my husband, there's going to be consequences to that. There's going to be a fallout to that. So how do I grow, if she's a listener and part of Sexy Merge Nation, how does she grow into, okay, this is something, maybe we try to introduce it together. And it's just a trial. We just kind of see, because it's going to be awkward. It's going to be unsure. It's going to, yeah. you know, and and this is like when we first got into this whole arena of sex, is we typically don't come in just bursting with confidence. There's this whole, I think I know what I'm supposed to do. And then afterwards, you're like, did I do it right? Was it okay? What did you, you know? And we want to do a lot of post-mortem debriefing kind of conversations because we're just trying to boost our confidence because we don't know. Right. Well, and I think just from experience early on in marriage, I didn't want to do post-mortem. I didn't know. I, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't want to talk about the stuff afterward. I, I was pretty sure I wasn't doing things right. <laughs> <laughs> But I didn't want to know. I didn't want to be. <laughs> don't need confirmation of my uncertainties. <laughs> I don't need confirmation of that. Yep. Um, the, and that's sometimes where, you know, age and uh, refining comes into play and, and you feel more comfortable in your own skin and, and bringing that up. So, yeah. so I want to encourage um, Bill that emailed in. I want to encourage him that it, this can be overcome. Yes. Number one. Yes. And in the future, one one day you can look back on this and say, wow, remember when that was an issue and how much better it is now? Yeah, you remember how much I freaked out at that and how much that kind of pushed us apart? And look at that. And that's where both the emails that have come in today that we're talking about fit. Yeah. That remember where we were and now the hope would be look at where we are. Yeah. And how we can see that we can grow. I mean, and I'll, I'm going to put you on the spot real quick, babe. Um when Sexy Marriage Radio started six and a half years ago, you were pretty adamant of, there's no way I'm coming on that show. I don't want to be on that. I'm, oh, I, I had a hard time listening. I Well, yeah, you had I a hard listened. time listening, yes, but if there, yeah. there was conversations at some point about, we should get our spouses on. This was when Shannon uh, yeah. and I, and no. you were like, no, uh, no. no. And now look at you every Monday. <laughs> Joining me on the air of Sexy Marriage Here we Radio. are. We all grow. Yes, we and do. And hopefully we never stop growing. That's the point, is once I think I got something mastered, I got to realize there's another level I still haven't mastered. Yeah. And, and so I got to continue to grow. And I can either view these kinds of things, which are sexual aids and enhancements or even masturbatory things. They're either a threat or they're an ally. And I need to be honest with myself of which one's most. And then confront it as such. So at least my partner knows the meaning I'm associating with it. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. To the Sexy Marriage Nation, thank you for spending some time with uh, with us. So whatever we left undone, let us know. See you next time.